Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Turn with me this morning, if you would. Let's go to Psalms, the book of Psalms in chapter 27. Psalms chapter 27. Hallelujah. And uh, before we read from that passage, I want to quote a couple of passages. You know this, that Jesus, having spoiled, spoiled, (laughs) spoiled principalities and powers, uh, made a show of them openly. He put their defeat on display. On complete display. Spoiled them. Reduced them to nothing. And you say, well, if he reduced the devil and demon spirits to nothing, then how come there's so much trouble with them? Well, the thing is, uh, they are defeated, but they're not yet imprisoned. One day they will be imprisoned and they won't be able to work and influence men. But that's why just because they're still present doesn't mean that they're victorious though. Amen. Jesus stripped them of their authority over those who belong to God. Amen. You'll hear statements like this. Well, we're all God's children. That's not true. God is the creator of all men, but he is not the Lord of all. Now he's paid the price to be the savior of all, but every man must receive him to become his. Amen. And that's what we want. We want everyone. This is what God wants. This is what he paid for. He absolutely paid for their sin. Amen. God's not holding the sin of the sinner against them. He paid for their, he paid the price for their sin. But God cannot work in any human's life uninvited. Demons and demon powers will work uninvited, but not God. Amen. God will only come at invitation. So when we receive him, we become his child. When we become his child, something wonderful happens. The nature of God comes in us. The life of God comes in us. We get a whole new nature. We get a brand new spirit. The spirit that had death and sin in it is gone. We have a brand new spirit. And Colossians chapter 1 tells us that he has delivered us from the power of darkness, the authority of darkness, and translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. That's how come the devil has no power over us or no authority over us because we no longer belong to his kingdom. Amen. Jesus stripped him of his authority that we no longer belong to his kingdom when we belong to God. We belong to the right kingdom, the God kingdom. Amen. And everything that is a part of God's kingdom has been made ours. Everything that is a part of the devil's kingdom, we're delivered from and it has no authority over us. But the devil is counting on ignorance. He is counting on the ignorance of men, men who have not been taught, men who have not learned, men who do not know the truths of the word so that he can work an advantage over them. Amen. He will, he will dupe them 
lie to them, trick them, deceive them into thinking that they are subject to him. But he is a defeated being and we know it. Amen. It's like a bully on a playground. Amen. You can have a bully on a playground that intimidates the other children. That's what the devil does. He intimidates and makes them fearful and keeps them under his control and under his dominion. But once they call, once a man calls out for, to receive Jesus as Savior, uh, the bully's done in your life. Amen. And we realize we call his bluff. It was just a bluff. Amen. And he still tries to call the bluff and he still tries to play the bully, but call the bluff over him. That's right. Amen. He is defeated. I said he is defeated. One translation said reduced to nothing. He has no power, no authority over you anymore. And he's waiting on, he's waiting on humans to lay down that understanding or not ever come into that understanding. So that he can dupe them, deceive them. Amen. So uh, we have to realize that victory is completely ours. Because Jesus reduced Satan to nothing and gave us complete authority over demons and the power of the devil, over the, over the world, over our flesh. We have authority over three realms, our flesh, the world, and, and Satan and his kingdom. We have complete authority over those. And we have to exercise our authority in those three realms over our flesh. Because sometimes it can just be your flesh tripping you up. That's right. The fruit of the flesh, you know. And you have to take your authority over your flesh. And then just the spirit of the world, the flow that's all around will try to trip you up. And then, of course, Satan and his demon spirits will try to trip you up. But we have authority over all three of those. Amen. Our authority is total. What that means is Jesus has made us master. Satan is our subject. We are master over him. And once we build that into us, we're done being pushed around by the devil. But see, the devil's hoping people don't get that understanding, that they remain ignorant of that knowledge, and so that he can continue to bully them and deceive them. Amen. And push them around. But we're com- we, we've come into the light of that. And not only come into the light of it, we walk in the light of it. Amen. We enforce our victory over that. Now in Psalms chapter 27 and verse 11, I'm going to read out of the King James translation. It says this, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. So you do have an enemy, but he's a defeated enemy. Anytime you think of the devil, you need to also put in front of his name and in front of his, of anything that he would be called defeated, defeated foe, defeated opponent, defeated devil. He is defeated. Never think of him without that word defeated. Now the amplified translation of, of Psalm 27 verse 11 says, teach me your way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain and even path because of my enemies, those who lie in wait for me. 
So the Amplified tells us that these enemies are lying in wait for us. What are they waiting on? They're waiting on you to lay down your authority. What are they waiting on? They're waiting on you to not pay attention. They're waiting on you to not to be watchful because the devil is always looking for an entrance. He's always looking for a place to affect your life. But if you'll just pay attention, amen, just pay attention, be sober, be sober, pay attention. I would say this with raising children, one of the biggest keys to being successful as a parent is pay attention, know where they're at. Know who they're talking to. Know who they're hanging out with. The moment you quit paying attention, they're going to get off track. Well, the moment you quit paying attention over your life, quit paying attention over the different arenas of your life, the devil is present looking for access, looking for someone who's not paying attention, looking for someone who has laid down this life of righteousness, looking for someone who is not walking in their authority. He's looking for a culprit. The Hebrew says this of the word enemies. When it says, uh, teach me thy way, O Lord, and lead me in a plain path because of mine enemies. The Hebrew says this, those who observe me. So what's that mean? The devil is observing you. There's evil spirits observing you. Don't be afraid. They don't have authority over you just because they're observing you. I mean, Psalms 23 tells us this. Psalms 23 verse 5, thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Amen. Yes, the enemy's present, but God has prepared a table of complete victory, total provision. So he's saying, don't be occupied with the enemy that's present. Don't be occupied with the circumstances around your life. Don't be occupied with the symptoms. Don't be occupied with the thoughts that come. Don't be occupied with those things. Be occupied with the table of provision that God has spread in your life. It's found in the word. The table of his word is a, is a full table that shows all that God's provided for you. Amen. So here we see that it's not to be impressed that there's enemies present. So what? How many of you know a ball team doesn't win until the opponent shows up? Right? There has to be an opponent to be a winner. Amen. Well, Jesus defeated the devil, so he can show up all he wants, but he shows up a defeated foe. He shows up a defeated opponent even before any transaction happens. I mean, you know, when you see, you see uh, men that are, you know, boxers, I mean, they build it in them. And of course, sports teams do the same thing. They build it in them before they hit the field. We're winning. Today, we win. Today I'm winning. They don't, they don't leave that as a question unanswered and go into onto the sports field. They have already decided their position and the mentality they take. Well, see, many of them are psyching themselves up because somebody's going to walk away losing. <laughs> the team who, there two teams walk out with that mentality, but one walks away with that mentality adjusted. <laughs> But for us, we come onto life scene complete victor- completely victorious. There is no ifs, ands, or buts who's walking away from this, the winner. Why? Because Jesus defeated Satan, handed us the victory, and says, now you've got enemies all around you. So what? So what? So what? So what? 
So what? So what? The devil is no bigger than you make him. The devil is no greater than you make him. You make him small in your eyes. That's what he is in your life. The way you think of him is the way he will treat you. If you're afraid of him, he'll keep you afraid. But I tell you what, he is defeated and never think of him in any other terms as defeated. Amen. Praise the Lord. So he, uh, the word tells us God has prepared a table before us right in the presence of our enemies. So you've heard me say this and it's such, it's such an important mindset for you to have. If the enemies are going to be present, make them watch you eat your victory. Make them watch you stay at your table. Do not get up from the table and tend to the enemy. Stay at the table, keep your back to him. How did Jesus treat the devil when he was on the same scene? I remember what he did with Peter. Remember what he did? When Peter started having the wrong words, the, wrong, the words of the enemy in his mouth, Jesus turned his back to him. You know at the table that's seated, the devil's not at the table. He, uh, keep your back to him. You're at the table. There are enemies observing you, but make no, make no misunderstanding about it. They're looking for an opportunity. Don't give them an opportunity. Paul said this in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 27. Neither give place to the devil. Now see you couldn't give place to him if he wasn't present. But just because he's present doesn't mean he wins. Losers show up all the time. He's the loser. He shows up. He's going to be present. He's looking for an opportunity. What is he looking for? He's looking for you to give him an advantage. Jesus took the advantage from him. And he's looking and seeking to get the advantage back. Wrong words give him an advantage. Wrong words give him an, act, an opportunity. Uh, doing things that are less than what God's word instructs, going to wrong places will give him an opportunity. Having wrong conversations, hanging out with wrong people. What are wrong people? People who don't love what you love. People who don't love the light. People who aren't walking in the light. We love people, but we don't hang out with those. Uh, we, 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 we send help to them. We don't send our life to them. Amen. That's good. Amen. We offer help. We offer the word. Amen. Hallelujah. So the devil is looking for the opportunity to uh, affect your life. He's looking for an entrance. He's looking for a place. Well, if you gave the devil a place, you can take back the place you gave him. Now, what gives the devil a place? Well, what about this? What about you just having a, a fit of rage, anger? The devil observes that. And he will keep situations around you to set your anger off because the devil observes your behavior. He's present. He's watching when he sees that you're a gossip, he will keep people around you. He will send people to you so that you'll enter into that. Why? Because it keeps giving him access because it's against the word. Amen. What if he sees you respond in fear? What if he sees you get up and if you're at home by yourself at night and you're constantly checking the door, looking out the window to make sure something's not going to get you. 
The devil sees those actions and he will constantly poke that button of fear. Why? Because he's observing. I said he's observing. But notice in Psalm 27 verse 11 is listed in this verse two defenses against the enemy that's present and looking for an open door. Number one, teach me your way. That's what he says. Teach me your way. When we do things God's way, then the devil has no entrance. Now, if we're going to do things our way, if we're just going to carry out our plan, we're going to do exactly what we want without any regard for what God says, then we're going to end up, our way is going to give the devil opportunity. Our way is going to give the devil access to our lives. So that's why he said, teach me your way, Lord, because when we live, when we live God's way, when we go God's direction, when we think God's way, then the door's closed to the enemy. He just can't get in and do anything. Even though he's present, he's got no access. Amen. Amen. And then we have this, the second way that defense that we have against the enemy that is present. It says, lead me in the plain path. So as we walk the path God has planned for our lives and stay true to that path, the devil again can get no entrance in. Amen. It matters which path you take in life. It matters. You can take your, your parents' path. You can take your, uh, you can take your friend's path. You can take the path you engineered, but there's going to be heartbreak with it. There's going to be access that the devil's going to have. And uh, I want you to know, uh, we can live this life if we will be interested in doing God things God's way. And if we'll be interested in living the life and walking out the path he assigned for us, we can always keep the door of the devil. The devil never has to get in. You understand that? Never, 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 never has to get in. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now turn with me if you would to Philippians chapter one. Philippians chapter one. In verse 28, Philippians chapter one, verse 28. And the King James translation says this. And in nothing terrified by your adversaries. Couldn't we say it this way? And in nothing terrified by the enemy that's present. In nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition. Now that word perdition means doom. Token means a sign. So he's saying if you're not terrified by your adversaries, it's a sign to them that they're doomed. It's a sign to them. You're doomed. You're defeated. It's like a neon sign that a business may have flashing over their building. Well, anytime that you are unafraid, it is a flashing sign to the devil that says, this didn't work. My defeat is sealed. I can't win. I, they know I'm defeated. But to you of salvation... So when you're not afraid, it's a flashing sign, I win. It's a sign. 
I win. I don't care what you feel. You can win before you feel the victory. I remember years ago, I was going through a season of a test and I was walking up here on the property. It was before this building was ever built. And there was a hillside back up here and I was up walking on the property and I was praying and spending time with God. And I was looking to God because it seemed like I wasn't making progress in this season I was going through. And the word of the Lord came to me and said this, because see, I could feel the pressure. I could feel the attack on the mind. I could feel everything I was feeling, things physically, things mentally. And the word of the Lord came to me and God said to me, I've already seen the end and you win. (laughs) Now, if you would get hold of that, it would affect how you approach what you're facing. The Bible says that God knows the end from the beginning. What does that mean? At the beginning of something, he has already seen the end. Why? Because he's an eternal spirit, not limited to time. And he already, he already saw what Jesus did to the devil. And he already saw that that victory was won and applied to your situation. And he sees the end is winning. The end is victory for you. The end is you win. It doesn't matter the path taken in the sense it doesn't matter how that winning process plays out. Just know know this. You reach the finish line as the winner. And God said to me, I've already seen the end and you win. Do you know that's what faith is walking by what God sees and not by what you see? He's already seen your healing. He's already seen your victory. He's already seen your provision. Why? Because he already provided it. And so faith is just walking by what he sees. And he tells us and he tells you, I've already supplied all your needs. Okay, I believe that. When, you, when that hasn't seemingly appeared, I believe in what you see. Amen. That's what the word is, him telling us what he sees. Amen. So no matter what it is you're facing, he's already seen the the end and you win. And that was the turning point for me because I started approaching that situation, not from what I was feeling, but from what the end already looked like in the spirit realm. Amen. The Amplified of Philippians chapter one, verse 28 says this, do not for a moment, listen to that. Do not for a moment be frightened, be intimidated in anything by your opponents and adversaries. And we could say this, those that are present for such constancy and fearlessness talking about on your part will be a clear sign proof and seal to them of their impending destruction. But your constancy, you holding to, not being afraid, not being intimidated, not being fearful, it's a sure token and evidence of your deliverance and salvation, and that is from God. Your salvation is from God. It's not from your effort. It's not from your ability. Your winning is from Him. Amen. You have to know this. Satan and demons are not all knowing. God is all knowing. 
but Satan and demon spirits are not all knowing. They don't know your heart. They don't know your spirit. Amen. And they can only, they observe you for one thing, to read your actions, to listen to your words, and to observe your countenance. Because your countenance tells them what you believe. If your face falls, they know we got them. Amen. If they see you uh, having conversations on the phone, telling somebody, oh, I'm afraid this is going to happen. I'm afraid that's going to happen. Those that observe you are looking for an entrance. And when you say you're afraid, they will just poke that button. They will just prod that in your life. So that means this. When you wake up in the morning, don't get up depressed. Enemies are observing you. They're looking for an entrance to trouble your life. And when you get up sad and dejected, and you you get this countenance of I'm under it, then they rejoice. They laugh in glee at you. And they will do things to accelerate They will do things to charge that around you. Amen. They're observing you. And they're they're looking to feed your mind with fear. Feed your mind with sadness. It matters that when you get up in the morning that this looks like it knows God. (laughs) That this looks like the word is true. What's that mean? That means we wake up rejoicing. I don't care what you're facing. Wake up rejoicing because it is a sign to Satan and evil spirits that are watching you that their plan fails. That what they're planning and scheming against your life Let them scheme. Let them plan. That doesn't matter. You are delivered from that kingdom. And we have to wear the face of the kingdom we belong to. That means this, that you're not going to be sad just to get the attention of people. Because you won't just get the attention of people. You will get the attention of evil spirits that are watching and observing you. And that's the attention you don't want to have. Amen. Praise the Lord. But we rejoice and we praise God and thank God for the name of Jesus, for the blood of Jesus that has totally defeated the kingdom of darkness. We rejoice in who we are and what we have and we put it in our mouth and we don't care what we feel like. We don't care what comes against us. Let them observe us in our knowledge of the word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.